This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. It's Zoomer Radio's Theater of the Mind with Frank Proctor. Open your mind as we fill your head with amazing thrills, chills, <laughs> and laughs. Theater of the Mind, the best love programs from radio's golden age, only on Zoomer Radio. Now, here is your master storyteller, Frank Proctor. Well, thank you, and welcome to the show. Two lengthy productions this evening, so we'll get right to it. Here's Lights Out. Lights out, everybody. It is later than you think. This is Arch Obler bringing you another in our series of stories of the unusual. And once again, we caution you, these Lights Out stories are definitely not for the timid soul. So we tell you calmly and very sincerely, if you frighten easily, turn off your radio now. Two cents. Three cents. Four cents. Five cents, six cents, seven cents, two dollars, three dollars, four dollars, five dollars, six dollars, two million, three million, four million, five million, six million. Years I work on the ship and I save my money for farm. 
I don't like the money. I just want a farm for my wife and my kids. And then... Yeah, yeah. I know. Not in 29, the bank, she's go bust and you back where you start. Eh, actually? Yeah, I, I tell you, Tony, it ain't right. I work so hard. And my wife and my kids, they wait for me to bring the money to buy the farm so we could all be together. Oh, shut up. I don't know why a smart guy like me wasted time with a dumbbell like you. Just because I work on the same ship, what do you don't mean I gotta listen to you shut off your mouth all the time? But I've worked so hard. So what? I had to work to make my rich. It's the break. Yeah, a break. Oh, I'm the best deep water diver in the whole Pacific. So what? I never get the break, so I'm still eating a ship, a slop, and a walk in the docks. Yeah, Tony, that's what I say. Someday when a man works hard. Oh, I... shut up. You don't know what you talk about. You gotta get the door, big door. And you can't get a big door with a work. Someday it breaks, he's gonna come my way. And then Tony's gonna be a big shot. Tony ain't gonna take nothing from nobody. I'll grab that door any way I can get it. No, Tony. Money, if I ain't honest, don't make a fella happy. Uh, you lunkhead. Telling you, when I get a chance, I'm gonna get that door if I have to make the devil my brother. I tell you what. Right, sailors, move on, move on. No bumming around the docks. Yeah, yeah, Officer Vigo, Vigo. Fat belly. What's that? What's that you said? No, no, Officer, he don't say nothing. That is Mr. Tony, Officer. He's the best deep water diver in the whole Pacific. Yeah? Well, if he said what I think he did, he's going to be doing all his diamond in the cane for about 30 days. No, no, believe me, Officer Tony, he don't mean nothing what he says. He's a good man. He... Uh, shut up and get out of here, the both of you. Come on, Tony. Uh... And tell that big mouth diver friend of yours to get a job and dive out of town or I'll run him in. Uh, Cut out as a heart. No, no, Tony, please. You come this way. We don't want no trouble. Shoving me around me, Tony. Best man will ever put on a dive in the rig. We go have something to eat, eh? Shoving me around. Yeah. Money, she's don't make no difference, eh? But I didn't say that, Tony. I said yeah. that work. Well, the devil will work. Money, that's what you gotta get. Any old way but Gary. Gary and you, they eat out your hand. They kiss your feet. Come on, Tony, in here. We, we get a cup of coffee. That's what they say. Dog eat dog. I'm telling you, sweet. Me, I'm going to be the big dog. I tell them what to do. Yeah, sure. Come on in. I pay. Mmm, that's nice and warm. Dump. What are you going to have, boys? Uh, two cups of coffee. Well, maybe you like soups, eh? I got a nice hot soup. No, we just want coffee, please. And get the lead out of your pants. Okay, okay. Two coffees. Uh, so all you want to do for is get the farm, eh, Swan? Yeah, my wife, she wants Who cares it. about your wife? <laughs> the farm. For 13 years, I have Okay, worked. here you are, boys. Nice coffee. Here you are. Ten cents, please. Yeah. Yeah, coffee, she's good when you're cold, eh? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that guy was winning. He don't drink coffee tonight, I bet you, eh? What guy? Well, the guy was winning the sweeping stakes. You know, the, the, the seller sweeping stakes. What's the matter? Don't you hear it? Yes, well, so what's this guy blowing about? Well, I'm telling you. The seller sweeping stakes. Everybody is buying tickets. $3,000 first prize, you bet you. He's in the papers. He's winning. Yeah, boy, he's lucky guy. So who cares? Give me some more coffee. Okay, okay. No, no, wait a minute, mister. Yeah? Uh, this fellow that won, you, you say his name is in the paper? Oh, yes, yeah, sure. Here, I got the paper here. You get yeah. my coffee. No, wait, Tony. I, I want to hear. Read it, mister. Okay. He say uh, a winner, first prize is uh, uh, somebody 
who give the name of uh, uh, farmer. Farmer? That's smart, Swens. Tony, quick. Where is he? Hey, that's my paper. Hey, Tony, come on, quick, come on. Hey, crazy square hat, wait for me. That's smart. Uh, wait, you crazy fool. That's smart, you. Where you going? Tony, hey, listen, it's me, me. Me what? Yeah. What do you say? Former, that's the name I gave the man when I buy the ticket. I'm rich, Tony, I can get the form. Yeah. yeah. You mean you? Yeah. What he says in there, yeah. you? Yeah, Tony, me. I buy sweepstake ticket long time ago. I, I win, B, I win. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, crazy in the head. No, no, I tell you, I win. Look. Former, that's me. Tony, me. Oh, my wife, my kids, they be so happy. So happy. No, 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 yeah. no, no, wait. Ain't right. Huh? I mean, look, it's a given number here. Yeah. Uh, take the number there. Uh, six, nine, uh, three, three. Uh, you got that number? Yeah, yeah, I give name former and wedded. How did you take it? Where's the ticket? Yeah. You, you don't get the money without the ticket. Yeah, here. I, I put it in my pocket. No, she's not there. I, wait. I, Hold your pockets. Turn them out. If you lost it, I'm a good... No, I got it here. I got it, Tony. Let me see. No, no, please. Thirteen years, I wait. It's Mario. I ain't gonna hold it. I just want to look. Look. Six, nine, three, three. You just like I say in the paper. Yeah. You... Yeah. You did win. Yeah, Tony, I win me. Oh, my honor. $3,000, and we wait so long. $3,000. I quit to see, Tony. Uh, by form. Oh, my honor, my kids and me, we be the happiest people in the whole world. $3,000. Yeah. I buy the best farm in old Minnesota. Come on, Tony, I go get my money. No, 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 wait. Huh? Hey, don't go now. It's pretty late. But my money. Uh, but no, I, I tell you, they be cross now. You better wait till tomorrow. No, I, I can't wait. Thirteen years I wait. I got to get money. But they're going to be close, I tell you. Now, come on. Uh, we go on down dock and see what is the first boat. Eh? Boat? Sure. So, so right away, tomorrow quick, when you get a door for the ticket, you catch a boat home to the wife and the kids. Yeah. That'd be good, eh? Oh, yeah, Tony, yeah. Oh, my friend, I'm going to be so happy. All my life I've worked so hard. No. Three thousand dollars. Three thousand dollars. When I give you what you need, Tony, you were my friend. I, I want you to have something, too. Yeah. Yeah, well, well, come on. Let's get down to the dock. Yeah, sure, Tony. Anything you say. We go look at the ships in the water. When I get my farm, I won't get to seeing such things again, eh, Tony? Yeah, no, of course not. That policeman, I wish we meet him now, huh, Tony? Huh? Huh. Well, what's the matter? Why you want the cop? Uh, I'll show him we ain't no palms anymore. Three thousand dollars is ticket this for it. By Yemeni, a man's no palm with three thousand dollars. No. No, you bet your life is not. Ah, the water, she looked pretty. Yeah. She's deep right here. I don't care how deep the water is, as long as I'm on top. You, uh, you swim? No, that's a funny thing, isn't it? Yeah. Fourteen years a sailor and I couldn't swim. Well, there's plenty of other fellas like me. Anyway, the man, he don't have to know how to swim to work a farm. Oh, that water, she's so dark and pretty. A swansy. Yeah? Hey, let me look at the ticket. Ticket? Hey, sweepstick. Oh, by Jimmy, you think maybe she ain't good, Tony, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I know she's good. Right away, when I heard that fellow say the former win, I know that's me. 
Here, Tony. Here it is. See, it's a former owner. That's me, see? Uh, uh, lean over it a bit, dear. I can't see. Is that sure? You see the numbers? That says six, nine... <gasps> Tony. Tony, you... Tony, what? <laughs> My knife is shot you up good, my Swanson. <laughs> so you can swim, eh, Squad? <laughs> well, thank you for the last. <laughs> there. Hey, what, Swanson? You, you forgot the sweepstakes thing. <laughs> okay, I collect for you, farmer. <laughs> Three thousand dollars. <laughs> At last, I get a break. Tony is great a guy. Tony, is that you? Smarty, wait for somebody else. Oh, Tony, I've been waiting for you. Let me help you. Hey, go ahead. Don't need no help. Not me. Oh, Tony, Tony, night after night. Go ahead, me. I'm all right. Great guy, that's me. <laughs> yeah. Spending all your money on those drunken fools. Yeah, shut up, you mouth. Oh, careful. Uh, I told you I don't need no help from nobody. Tony, he takes what he wants. Uh, shut the door. Yeah. Uh, now come here and give a great guy a kiss. N- no, I, I... Come here, you come. No, 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 wait, Tony, listen. Don't want to listen to nothing. But, Tony, the man said that... Uh, Man. What man? The man that was here. He's been here a dozen times since midnight looking for you. Midnight? Who was he? What did he want? I don't know. He wanted you. Oh, Tony, I, I was so afraid. Afraid? Why? Why was you afraid? Well, well... Well, answer me. Why was you afraid? Well, he... He was so strange. He... He acted so funny. What? You mean... Funny. Well, he he spoke so funny, as as if as if what? Well, as as, as if his mouth was full of water. You you try to make a joke with Tony? Eh? No, Tony, no. I I'm not fooling, really. I'm not. He said that. He says something. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm trying to tell you. He said, "Tell him." 
Well, what? What? What did he say? Well, I, I, I couldn't hardly understand him. He, he talked so funny. But I, I think he said, tell him, tell him I was here. And, and then I think he said, the farmer. It, the, the farmer? Yeah, yeah, that's what he... Tony. Tony, what's the matter? What? What he looks like. What's the matter, Tony? What he looks like. Well, he... He was tall, and and he, he looked like a sailor. And I... I think his clothes were wet. Oh, Tony, that's him again. That's the way he knocked before. No. Tony, what is it? You... You answer the door. I'm scared, Tony. You answer. You tell him to go away. Tony, don't stand there staring at the door like that. You're scaring me. Don't do it. You go away. You're dead. What? Dead. You hear me? Dead. I killed you six months ago or a day. Oh, Tony, no. I throw you in the water. Toss him out from here. You're dead. Dead. Tony, Tony. You scare my wife, but you don't scare me. You found me. You, I kill you again. No, Tony, don't. Swanson, go away from the door. I shoot. I want to shoot you. I shoot him through the door. Can't get up. Come Open up. Open up in there now. Open up. Connie, I don't want to kill you. Lost him, Connie. Him. Open up now. Open up, Mr. Police. You swanson, you. You think you got me, eh? You think you got me in a hot seat, eh? No, no, not me, swanson. You square head. You forget the fire escape. Stop Listen, Mike, you gotta help me. You got No, take it easy, Tony. Take it easy. Every cop in a town. You shoot me down like a dog. Well, you killed one of them. What do you expect? I kill them all. Nobody can stop me. Nobody. Oh, Mike, you're my friend. You gotta get me out of town. How much dough you got? I got nothing. You lie in your teeth. You won the sweepstakes in Frisco, didn't you? Sure, but I'm going to tell you, Mike. Oh, no, no. Listen to me, cop killer. They got every road, every depot, every dock in this town covered. If it's free you want to get, then it's money it's going to cost you. Every cent you got. You'll, you'll get me out? So far out, there ain't a cop in the world can get you. Listen, at midnight tonight, the SS Provost is pulling out to go down through the canal... And then over to the coast of Ireland to go hunting for gold. Gold? Are you crazy? Yes, watch your tongue, me bucko. Gold, I said, and gold it is. Only they're going under the sea for it. What? You heard me. Under the sea. A million dollars in gold in the hold of the Tanya sunk by a sub. And these boys are going there to dive for it. Dive? Yeah. And if you decorate the mahogany in front of me with every cent you got in your pocket, you'll be on board that ship. You hear that, Swenson? You diving for gold, a million dollars, and me? I'm going to be on the board. <laughs> <laughs>
Captain. Yeah, Tony. Sit down. Yeah, she's getting pretty rough outside, eh, Captain? Yeah. That's what I wanted to talk to you about. Yeah, I'm listen. While you were sleeping before, the rest of the divers had a meeting. Yeah? Yeah. They looked over the weather reports and they decided they ain't gonna do no more diving. The white-bellied lobster. Wait a minute, Captain. You mean uh, we're gonna turn the back? Well, what else can I do? Three months out here in the open sea. And when we finally do locate the wreck, every mother's son of them turns chicken on me. So what's the matter? You want to talk to me? Because even if you are no good rat, you're the best diver of the lot. You keep talking. Tony, listen. Under that buoy off the starboard, there's the Tanya with a million dollars in gold bullion in it. So? Go down and get your hooks into it, Tony. And whatever you get, half of it's yours. You... You mean half? Sure. You get half. And I'll split the other half with the crew. A million bucks? Yeah, Tony, a million bucks. And you'll have half of it. You can do it, Tony. You can do it. You know you can. You see, she's getting rough. But you never get the bends. They tell me you've gone down in rougher water. Yeah, but that water, she's cold. Half an hour, I'm a finish. In that room with the girl, who knows where she is? Tony, Tony, listen. I know just where that gold is stored. You're trying to fool me, eh? No, no, as God is my judge, I'm telling you the truth. Jake located the room on his last dive yesterday. He told me, only me, about it. So? Don't you see, Tony, it's the chance of a lifetime. I got cold enough for one more day out here. If we turn back, we'll never locate the wreck again the way that sea's running. A half a million dollars in gold for you, Tony, right under your feet. Ah, don't be a fool, man. Take a chance and go down and try to get it. If you win... You've got the world right in your hand, Tony. Well, will you do it? The world. I'll get away from him. Huh? Him? Who are you talking about? Who's talking to you? What are you sitting there for? Get me a rig. Get the pumps to go. Okay. Uh, hurry up, your marks. Hey, get them ports tied. You think I got all day? All set, Tony. Okay, put me over side. Watch that pump. I'll come up and I'll cut your heart out. Million dollars. Me. Work cold. Down, down. 
half a million dollars. All right, Tony. Hey, sure, I'm all right. Let me alone. Okay. Down, down. What a dark. Uh, he came to me, Tony. Best time. Fifty, fifty. Half million. Half million. Listen up there. I'm on a button. You hear me? Tony, listen. Captain says hurry up. Squall coming up. Tell the captain if he take me off before I give a signal. I cut his heart out. But Tony... Shut up, let me alone. Me. Half a million. Captain said gold was inside door. I bet. Half a million. At the door, the captain said. <laughs> Me and the captain are 50 50. <laughs> <laughs> says to leave him alone. He don't want to talk to nobody. Oh, that no good rat. I was a fool sending him down. He's on the bottom, all right. But what's he doing? Has he found the gold? Has he found the strong room? How long is he going to stay down there? Talk to him, Art. Talk to him. Tell him he's got to win. Captain said he'll be right over the San Palucia. Gold. A room full of gold. And rich. All the money in the world. Me, Tony Rich. Rich. Yeah. All the money you want, eh, Tony? Who's talking? Me. Who's talking? What's wrong, Tony? Anything wrong? You up there. I told you I don't want to talk. Somebody, you don't listen to me. What do you mean, all the money I want? What do you say that for, huh? I didn't say that, Tony. I've been standing by up here. Standing by up here? Wait, I get up there, I show you standing by. Wait, I get this other set connection with my teeth. I fix you so you don't bother me no more. No, no. Wait, Tony. The captain says that... So, now talk. Now talk all you want, you selfish. Me, I won't hear you. Me, I'd be alone with my girl. No, Tony. Not alone. You up there. You stop talking to me. Stop it. I am down here, Tony. With you. Oh, who says that? I, I broke the connection. Nobody can talk to me. Nobody. I will talk to you, Tony. I got much to talk to you. It's in my head. That's what it is. In my head. Not in your head. Look. Look straight ahead. Squinch. You know me, Tony? Me in the water almost a year. No, no. Close to the window in your helmet. Oh. You don't like what you see, eh, Tony? My wife, my children, 
They wouldn't like it either, would they, Tony? Away. Go away. No. Don't stay and hurry, Tony. We got plenty time. Plenty. I worked for 13 years. You remember, Tony? 13 years for farm. Now I don't work no more. I used to wait for you. You. My heir. My heir. You take away my life, my kids, my life. No, I take a little air, eh, Tony? You still a little air. No, I take off your helmet and come in with you, Tony, my friend. I come in. No, 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 no. Listen. No, 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 no. Take him up, quick. Take him up. He's there. Is he getting air? Yeah, sure, plenty. Everything's okay. Talk to him, Mark. Talk to him. He don't answer. Just yelling. Maury, signal on the lifeline. He's signaling up, Captain. What? Yeah, says everything's okay. Why should we take him out? But he's yelling, Captain. He's still yelling. Haul him in quick. Haul him in. How about the decompression? No, no, there's no time. We'll put him in the tank when we get him up. Something must be wrong. Okay. Yelling bunny murder on the phone is signaling okay on the lifeline. Hurry up, you men. Hurry up. Come on. Get him out. Get him out. He's not there. It's not him. It's something else on his line. <gasps> Captain, look. It, his airline, it's been chewed through by teeth. But what is it? What's tied to the lifeline where he was? Well, it's... Mother in heaven. It's a bar of gold. For Father Knows Best, next on Zoomer Radio. You're listening to Theater of the Mind on Zoomer Radio, AM 740 and 96.7 FM in downtown Toronto. Time now for Father Knows Best. Mother, is Maxwell House really the only coffee in the world? Well, your father says so, and your father knows best. It's Father Knows Best, transcribed in Hollywood, starring Robert Young as Father. A half-hour visit with your neighbors, the Andersons, brought to you by Maxwell House, the coffee that's bought and enjoyed by more people than any other brand of coffee at any price. Maxwell House, always good to the last drop. It was Shakespeare who said, life is a crooked game, and you never know when they'll deal you one from the bottom of the deck. This was Joe Shakespeare, of course, who runs the meat market on Franklin Avenue. And it isn't bad for a fellow who never went past the seventh grade. 
Anyway, it's just short of dinner time in Springfield, and in the white frame house on Maple Street, the Andersons are about to be double shuffled, double dealt, and otherwise generally bilked by the fiendish Philip of a fickle fate. Like this. Margaret, I'm home. We're in the kitchen, dear. I'll be in as soon as I hang up my coat. There's a message for you next to the telephone. Oh, okay, honey, I see it. Daddy! Hello, sweetheart. How's my best girl? Oh, Daddy, my beautiful Daddy. You're just the most wonderful, most beautiful, most gorgeous Daddy in the whole world. Kathy, you're choking me. I'm sorry, Daddy, but I was so glad to see you. Well, of course. We haven't seen one another since way back this morning. A whole day. And I missed you so. How much? How much did I miss you? How much do you need? (laughs) Why, Daddy. Well? Fifteen cents. (laughs) Why? I lost my pencil sharpener. And if I don't buy a new one, how can I sharpen my pencils? It won't be easy. (laughs) May I, Daddy, please? Well, let's see. Which week's allowance are you working on now? October 21st. October 21st? Uh, 1953. All right. Suppose I advance you 15 cents against the week of October 28th. How will that be? Oh, that's wonderful, Daddy. You're just the most wonderful Daddy in the whole world. Go on. You just love me for my money. Oh, I do not. Hi, honey. Did you find the message from Bill Whitley? Uh, He got me at the office. Hello, Angel. Hello, dear. (laughs) Hi, Father. Well, what are you doing? Shelling peas. And look at my nails. Why don't you help her, Kathy? It's her turn. I did it last time. She doesn't have to help me. Go ahead, Kathy. Give your sister a hand. And let's not have any arguments about it. Don't you forget, Betty. The next time I have to shell peas, I help you. Well, stop talking and help me. Where's Bud? Probably over with Joe Phillips. He'll be along in time for dinner. You know, Margaret, I was thinking today, we're a pretty lucky family. We have a nice home. It's almost paid for. We're well and happy. We're not rich, but uh, we manage. My, aren't we solemn tonight? Well, I was talking to Bill Whitley today, poor guy. Is anything wrong, dear? Oh, just a bunch of little things. His boy had that operation last March, and he's had a few bad accounts. Now he's worried that he won't be able to meet his insurance payments. That's a shame. They're such nice people. Almost ready with the peas, dear? Just about. Mom, I won. I won. Mom, look what I won. What on earth? Bud, how many times have you been told not to burst into the house like that? I won the prize. Look, I won the prize. I don't care what you... A skunk. (laughs) Bud! Oh, Bud! Get get that thing out of here. I said, get it out of here. Bud, please. Guys, don't make so much noise. You're getting him all excited. We're getting him excited. <laughs> Bud, if you don't get that thing out Just of here... Just a moment, Jim. Let's be sensible about it and calm down. Calm down? A skunk in the kitchen and you want me to calm down? Well, we don't want to get the skunk upset, do we? Oh, no, that's right. No, we mustn't get him upset. Just uh, everybody be calm now. Let's not get him uh, uh, upset. Take it away, please. He won't hurt you, Betty. See? Take him away, Father! Bud, take... 
Rod, take that thing away from your sister. There isn't anything to worry about, Dad. He's housebroken and everything. <laughs> Kathy, don't walk around. You're stepping on the peas. But I want to touch him. May I, Bud, please? Okay, but don't scare him. Nice boy. <laughs> See here, bud. You don't have to worry, Dad. He's deodorized. The man said so. What man? The man who ran the raffle. You won that thing in a raffle? Wasn't I lucky? <laughs> the things that can happen out of a clear sky. Betty, get down off the table. Nothing's going to hurt you. Tell him to keep it away from me. Thousands and thousands of children, and my son has to win a skunk. <laughs> Isn't he beautiful? Bud, this is hardly the place to keep a skunk. But he's just like a cat, and lots of people have cats. Why didn't you bring home an elephant? A family like this can always use a nice, congenial elephant. I don't think the man has an elephant. <laughs> Mother, look at his tail. It's twitching. Well, sure, he's happy. Aren't you, boy? Lily. His name is Lily. Yep. Isn't he beautiful? Yeah, he's gorgeous. Bud, take that thing outside and get rid of it. Gosh, I, I can't, Dan. Why not? I just told you, he's deodorized. That is merely your opinion. And anyway, what difference does that make? The man told me all about it. If you turn a deodorized skunk loose, he's defenseless. He'll get killed. And we'll send flowers to his mother. <laughs> Take him out in the field and, and, and lose him. Jim, we can't be heartless about it. We can't be brainless either. Margaret, don't tell me you want to keep Lily. Of course not. I do. The man said they make wonderful pets and they eat practically nothing. Well, that's fine. Give him back to the man. I can't. Why not? His wife says she'll divorce him. <laughs> it isn't bad enough having Kathy around. Now we have to have a skunk. Betty! Well? Who wants to call on a girl whose brother has a skunk? I do. Lily won't be any trouble, Dad. He can sleep in my room, and I'll pay for his food out of my allowance. But it's not a question of expense or how much room he takes up. We just can't have a skunk around. Nobody in his right mind wants to keep a skunk around. I do. That's what I said. Nobody in his right mind. <laughs> Jim, if we could only find him a good home. Where? With whom? Who wants a skunk? The man said... Father, look at him. His nose is twitching. Isn't he sweet? <laughs> but it, his nose is twitching. Look at it. Betty, that's not the end you have to worry about. <laughs> You don't have to worry about either end, Dad. The man said... I don't care what the man said. Why don't we call someone who likes skunks? Margaret. Who, outside of another skunk, likes skunks? <laughs> well, there must be someone. I do. The man said everybody likes a pet skunk, 
And Lily's one of the finest pet skunks in Springfield. May I hold him, Bud? Sure, I guess so. Here. Come on, Lily. Atta boy. <laughs> Jim, where are you going? I'm going to call a zoo. That's where I'm going. It won't do any good, Dad. They can give him a good home, three square meals a day. What was that? I said it won't do any good to call the zoo. Why not? The man said he called the zoo, and they've got a skunk. Well, they're going to have another one. I'm a citizen of Springfield. I pay my taxes. As much my zoo as anybody else's. If I want to give them a skunk, well, they'd better take it. The man said... Hello, Springfield Zoo. My name is Anderson, James Anderson, 607 Maple Street. Uh, We have a skunk... What? Oh, you know, Lily... Oh, I was just saying to my wife that I thought it might be a very good idea if... They what? Well, if the other animals won't trust a skunk, why should we? I... I I know it isn't your problem, but... Look, if you'll only let me explain, I had nothing to do with getting the skunk. It was my son. No, my son. Oh, don't you think that shooting him is a little drastic? What? Well, if I can't think of anything else, I may. Holy cow. Thank you very much. Yeah, the great help he turned out to be. Dad, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry I got you mad about the skunk, but gee whiz. What did they say, Jim? They know all about Lily. People have been trying to give him to the zoo for years. Dad, before you do anything permanent, don't you think we ought to talk about it? to you. You're as white as a sheet. Always worried about that idiotic skunk. The man at the zoo said I ought to take Lily to the pound and have him shot. Lily? Well, who do you think I meant? Oh. (laughs) I think I'll go sit down. Jim, you're not going to have that poor little thing shot, are you? Daddy, you can't. Please. Well, what can I do? The zoo won't have him. We can't turn him loose. We don't know anybody silly enough to give him a home. Do you want to keep him here? Father, I don't like skunks, but you can't have him shot. Well, suppose you tell me... Wait a minute. I've got an idea. Of course. Jim, what are you going to do? There's only one thing we can do. We'll have a raffle. Skunk is a creature both calm and urbane, from whom other animals gladly abstain. He may be as fresh as the bright morning dew, and yet who can trust him? I wouldn't. Would you? It's a few days later in Springfield, and breakfast time in the white frame house on Maple Street. But it isn't just any day, nor yet any breakfast. This is a big day in the life of the Andersons. This is the day of the skunk raffle. Leslie. I don't care what anybody says. Bob Stewart had no right to charge me $7.50 for printing the tickets. Jim, it's for a very worthy cause. A hundred tickets. Why, that's seven and a half cents apiece. The minister said you couldn't have found a better way to dispose of Lily. He must have printed each ticket by hand and sprinkled diamond dust over the ink. 
Here's your coffee, dear. Oh, thank you. I told him I wanted very plain tickets, the very plainest he had. Why did he have to be so fancy? Because he knows the money's going to the church, and he wanted everything to look nice. Seven dollars and fifty cents to get rid of something we didn't even own in the first place. Where's the sugar bowl? Bud took it out to the garage. He forgot to put sugar on Lily's cereal. (laughs) Oh, that's fine. I'm surprised he didn't sleep out in the garage to keep the silly animal company. Jim. Yes? He did. Bud slept in the garage? Well, he said it was Lily's last night, and he didn't want anything to happen to him. What can happen to a skunk that hasn't already happened? Isn't there any more sugar? I'll get some, dear. Tells me a skunk eats practically nothing. This one eats like his father was a tapeworm. Oh, dear. Now what's the matter? I could have sworn we had another bottle of cream. No cream, huh? No, dear, but as soon as Bud comes in... There was cream last night. I know, dear, but I thought we had another bottle. Lily, huh? Yes, dear. Margaret. We have plenty of milk. Well, that's nice. You're sure I'm not disrupting any of your plans? I mean, you wouldn't have a more important use for it. Lily, perhaps? Jim, you know Lily doesn't like milk. Oh, well, then it's all right. <laughs> I certainly wouldn't want to use anything you might need for Lily. Jim. Morning, everybody. Isn't this the most wonderful day you've ever seen? Good morning, Betty. The warm sunshine, the golden leaves. Isn't it good just to be alive? Huh. What? I said, huh. What's the matter with Father? Uh, Nothing, dear. Sit down and drink your juice. I'll have your breakfast ready in a minute. Provided Lily hasn't already eaten it. Jim, you're not being fair. I'm not being fair. Half of my breakfast out in the garage with that polecat, and I'm not being fair. (laughs) Morning, Mommy. Morning, Daddy. Good morning, dear. Hmm. Where's Lily? Out in the garage with Clyde Beatty. (laughs) Who? Never mind. Just sit down and eat your breakfast. Drink your juice, dear. I'll have your cereal ready in a minute. Daddy! Not now, Kathy. But I want to tell him something. Daddy! What is it, Kathleen? I sold a ticket. What's fine? A ticket? You had 25 of them. I've still got 24. Oh, that's great. That's just great. The drawing's in less than an hour, and we've still got 24 tickets. Jim, we don't have to sell all the tickets, do we? I told Dr. Swain it'd be $25 for the church. If we don't sell all the tickets, I'll have to give him the money myself. Well, 24 tickets are only $6, dear. Oh, only $6. $7.50 for the printing, $6 for the tickets. That's $13.50 to get rid of that miserable skunk. He isn't miserable, Daddy. He's cute. When your brother comes in here... You want me, Dad? Yes, come in here. What did I do now? But do you realize what that defrosted skunk is costing me? I don't know, Dad. $13.50. It is? Your sister was so positive she could sell 25 tickets. Do you know how many she sold? One. Dad. One measly little ticket for 25 cents. And I'll have to make good for the rest. Dad. When I was a boy, I never brought a skunk home. I had more consideration for my parents. Dad. I'd have been booted from here down to the city hall if I even mentioned bringing a skunk into the house. Dad. Would my children waltz into the house with anything they please? Skunks, frogs, lizards, and I've got to get rid of them. Do you realize that we're stuck with 24 tickets? Dad. What is it? I didn't sell all mine either. Oh, no. Well, gosh, it isn't easy to sell tickets on a skunk. 
people are prejudiced. How many did you sell? And besides, somebody had to stay here and take care of Lily. How many did you sell? So I got a bunch of fellas to sell them for me. They took the 75 tickets. How many did you sell? 19. Out of 75? Well, the fellas said they tried. 19. We've got 80 tickets left. I'm sorry, Dad. Mother, isn't there any cream? Betty, not now. Gosh, it isn't as if we didn't try. While I still have some control over my temper, let me have the five dollars. Here's my quarter, Daddy. Dad. Yes? All I've got is a dollar ninety. Nineteen tickets at twenty-five cents is four seventy-five, not a dollar ninety. That's less commission. <laughs> what commission? Well, I had to give the fellows a commission. They sold them for a quarter, but we only got a dime. Bud. Dad, you don't know how hard it is selling skunk tickets. <laughs> they were doing me a favor. Thirty dollars. That's what it comes to, Margaret. Thirty dollars to get rid of a skunk. Uh, have some more coffee, dear? Maybe, maybe we better just keep it, huh, Dad? We're not going to keep anything. And you and I are going to have a long talk someday about what happens to boys who bring skunks into the house. Uh, what are you going to do now, dear? I'm going to see if I can't get rid of some of these tickets. Who ever heard of a raffle with only 20 tickets? Get the house all cluttered up with skunks? Can't sell the tickets? Should have had the darn thing shot in the first place. Oh, Bob Stewart? Oh, this is Jim Anderson. Look, about those tickets, I... Yes, yes, they were very nice, but, uh... We've got quite a few of them left, Bob, and after all, you did make seven fifty on the deal, and the money does go to the church, so I thought if you'd like to take about 25 chances... Hello, Bob? Bob, hello? <laughs> Fine thing. Just wait until I want some more tickets printed, that's all. It'll be a cold day in July. Mr. Stewart, take any, Jim? He hung up on me, that's what he did, the nerve of him. Just hung up. Jim, we've got to leave for the church in a very few minutes. Well, uh, you go ahead with the kids. I'll be along as soon as I get through here. Well, don't be too long, dear. Okay. Hello, Heck. Uh, this is Jim Anderson. Uh, just fine, thanks. Say, Heck. Uh, she's fine, too, thank you. Say, Heck. Yes, they're all fine. Say, Heck. Have you heard about the raffle we're holding? Well, all the money goes to the church, and the tickets are only a quarter apiece. Hmm? Oh, it's uh, for a skunk, Heck, but you ought to see him. Cutest little fella you ever saw in your whole life. What? Hello, Heck. <laughs> Heck! Fine bunch of friends I have. Hang on to a quarter as though their life depended on it. Smoke 50-cent cigars, but if you ask them to lay out a dime for something worthwhile... Hello, George. Uh, this is Jim Anderson. Say, George, we're having a raffle at the church. Well... We're giving the tickets away, George. Uh, there's no charge at all. That's right. All you have to do is keep what you win. <laughs> what? Well, it's a, it's a pet skunk, George, and so help me, it's a million laughs. Just the happiest little thing. You... George. Hello, George. Now you can't even give the things away. What a great raffle this is going to be. Hello, Ed. Uh, this is Jim Anderson. We're having a free raffle at the church, Ed, and I want you to have these free chances to win a free prize. Well, I, I've seen some cute skunks in my time, Ed, but this one is... Ed. Hello, Ed. 
Sure, he said he'd be here, Mrs. Anderson. I'm quite sure, Doctor Swain. I don't know what could have happened to him. Maybe Lily bit him. Lily? The skunk. They don't like one another. Kathy, you know how children exaggerate. Yes. Do you want me to call the house, Mother? Maybe you'd better. And if he hasn't left, here he comes, Mom. What's he got in the box? Kathy, don't be silly. That's Lily. Oh. Uh, Jim. Oh, I'm sorry I'm late, Dr. Swain, but I I had a time getting rid of the tickets. Did you sell them all, Dad? Uh, not quite. Oh? But you don't have to worry, Doctor. Here's my check for $25 to uh, cover the whole thing. Oh. Um, how many lucky people are there in the drawing? Twenty. Twenty? But... But those are all the chances... Bud, be quiet. Holy cow. Uh, these are the stubs for the 20 tickets that were sold, Dr. Swain, so, uh... If you want to go ahead... We'll do that this very moment. Uh, attention, everyone. Attention, please. We're going to have the drawing for the... Uh, the little animal so generously donated by our friend, Mr. Anderson. It was my skunk. But please... Uh, Betty, would you like to put the stubs in this bowl? Okay. How's that? Uh, that's fine. Now, mix them thoroughly. There we are. Thirty dollars to get rid of a skunk. Jim. Now, uh, Kathleen, uh, would you draw one of the slips, please? Uh, reach way up. Like that? That's a good girl. May I have it, please? Thank you. Attention, everyone. The winning number is number 73. Will the lucky person holding number 73 please step forward? Number 73. Dr. Swain? Yes, Kathleen? That's me! Oh, no! Once again, it's breakfast time in the white frame house on Maple Street. A skunkless breakfast time, if not exactly a happy one, like this. The only thing I ever won in my whole life, and you wouldn't let me keep it. I couldn't let you keep it, Kathy. And you let Jimmy Woody keep it. Jimmy Woody is not my child. How can you have a raffle and let your own daughter win it? I'll see who it is. Kathy, your father knows best, and it really wouldn't have looked right. Why not? I paid my quarter. I had as much right as anyone else. But you pulled the number out of the bowl, stupid. What's stupid about pulling my own number? <laughs> Kathy, it just isn't done. It isn't? No. And besides, the principal idea was to get rid of Lily. That's why we had to pick another number. Jimmy Woody. He only paid half as much for his ticket, and he got to keep the whole skunk. Fine. It couldn't have happened to a nicer boy. He's an only child, and his father lets him have everything. 
Why couldn't I be an only child? Why couldn't you be a child, period? Jim. My quarter. If I don't get the skunk, I ought to get my quarter back. No. Mommy. Why, Jim? Margaret, she knew we weren't going to keep the skunk. Why did she have to buy a ticket? This will teach her not to throw her money around. I want my quarter back. Oh, Kathy, stop it. Kathy, I said stop it. Kathleen. Yes, Mommy? (laughs) That will be quite enough. Yes, Mommy. What were you saying, Jim? Uh, nothing. <laughs> Who was it, bud? You mean at the door? Just Jimmy, Woody. What did he want? Oh, nothing much. He just wanted to know if we wanted to buy a chance on a skunk raffle. <laughs> Join us again next week when we'll be back with Father Knows Best, starring Robert Young as Jim Anderson, with Roy Bargey and the Maxwell House Orchestra, and yours truly, Bill Foreman. So until next Thursday, good night and good luck from the makers of Maxwell House, America's favorite brand of coffee. Always good to the last drop. Father Knows Best was transcribed in Hollywood and written by Ed James. Now stay tuned in for Dragnet, which follows immediately over most of these stations. Thank you for listening. I hope you'll join me next week for more gems from the golden age of radio. Thanks to Joel Schoenwell and Paul Stringer for technical support. The executive producer for Theater of the Mind is Moses Neimer. I'm Frank Proctor. Have a wonderful weekend. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.